Chapter Twenty of The Hall in the Grove by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Gifts Differing. I really don't know but that girl's coming to Chautauqua just counts as a waste of so many more muslin dresses and kid boots and fancy neckties. I don't believe she has secured a single idea since she has been here. And, what is worse, I'm afraid the ideas are set too high for her to reach, especially as she has no notion of trying. This was Mrs. Fenton's grim sentence as she stood on the south piazza one morning and watched pretty Amy Allison step daintily over the dewy grass, skillfully raising her fresh lawn to shield it from a baptism of dew. She made as pretty a picture on the exquisite landscape of the summer morning as one need care to see. Yet Mrs. Fenton's face was grim as she watched her. Truth to tell, that motherly woman found it a difficult task to mother the pretty butterfly. She flitted so airily and carelessly from flower to flower in the Chautauqua bed, and so sweetly refused to do anything but flit and flutter, that the earnest woman knew not what to do with her. Chautauqua ought to help her, yet how could it help the hummingbirds that hovered over the vine-wreathed window? Miss Amy seemed to have about the stability of the hummingbird. There was another trouble, if she had owned it to her own heart. Half of the gloom on the matron's face this morning, as she watched the pretty girl, was owing to the fact that her special protege, James Ward, went far too often over the lawns and down the avenues by the side of this fair butterfly. At least, so Mrs. Fenton thought. Why would not James see that now was his opportunity for cultivating other society than this brainless girl's? Good, earnest girls all about him. He met them every day, and had opportunities enough to form acquaintances not only, but friendships such as would help him. Why couldn't he realize and appreciate his opportunities? Instead, he seemed to like nothing so well as the taking of morning walks with this giddy, brainless girl. Such was the severe name which Mrs. Fenton gave her on this summer morning, as she watched her step carefully over the underbrush from a recently hewn tree, James Ward, meantime, carrying her parasol and her fan and her camp chair, as though he had nothing else in life to think of. What can such a pretty little piece of pink and white flesh get out of the intellectual table spread here? I don't like her influence over James. He is just at the age to be fascinated with a pretty face, without regard to brains. Caroline, why don't you help me growl? You don't seem to need help in that direction, laughed Caroline, as she came through the room with a regiment of fresh towels in her arms, which she was prepared to distribute. Besides, I think you are rather hard on poor Amy. She may secure an idea or two in spite of her pretty muslins. I don't believe it, was Mrs. Fenton's still grim response. But Mrs. Fenton was mistaken. At that very moment, the pretty Amy paused in the midst of a sentence that was interesting to James Ward, and stood on tiptoe to catch a glimpse of something within a large, airy room in the children's temple. It was a pretty sight. The room was cheerful-looking, was comfortably seated, was decorated on one side with innumerable bright-colored somethings, was filled with a pretty buzz of life, 
girls like herself many of them young and pretty seated before tables with here and there a young gentleman seeming like themselves merrily absorbed in some work what in the world are they all doing questioned amy stretching her neck for a better view they have pieces of bright silks red and blue and all colors no they are not silks i declare i believe they are paper what can they be doing how pleasant it looks in there do you suppose we could go in why certainly her companion said with alacrity our tickets admit us to whatever is taking place on these grounds and being in the mood just then to do whatever his fair companion suggested whether it was to climb a tree or join a latin class he immediately led the way to the side door which stood invitingly open and they were promptly shown to seats among the eager workers straightway a watching assistant laid before them the bright-coloured papers arranged in squares what am i to do with these whispered amy smiling and blushing addressing her neighbour on the left a serious-faced girl why follow the motions of the leader if you can with a strong emphasis on the last three words i can't and she looked up at the newcomer her face was serious but her eyes were laughing she held in her hand the rose-coloured paper partly folded in a curious shape but what is it for what are they trying to make i don't know and here her whole face laughed this is a kindergarten you see and we are supposed to be taking lessons in paper folding it looks simple enough until you undertake to do it and then a problem in geometry is nothing to it still by this time the most of the workers had succeeded in finishing something which they held up before each other's admiring eyes a curious little bird's nest looking intricate enough to have required hours of care and skill in the making yet having been made almost in a second by the deft fingers of madame kraus bolte the skilled leader isn't it pretty declared the admiring amy i wish i knew how to make it whereupon she seized upon a square of pink paper that matched the ribbon at her throat for the lady on the platform had taken one up and was evidently about to launch out into something new how pretty amy looked now her lips parted slightly in their eagerness to hear and to see and to do her small shapely fingers moving deftly following the innumerable twists and turns which the teacher suggested until with a little cry of triumph she made the last fold and produced a star-shaped treasure that delighted her eyes i see how to do it i can make those how pretty they are they would make lovely trimming for paper baskets oh can't you get it let me show you see you made the wrong turn back here this is the way this to her companion on the left and in a moment more she had reconstructed the blue paper star and set it on the table in triumph how quickly you learn said the owner admiringly perhaps you understand kindergarten work no indeed but i wish i did what pretty work it is what are all these ladies learning for well you see they are teachers some of them and others want to be and mrs kraus bolte is considered by many the finest kindergarten teacher in this country it really is wonderful how skilful her little scholars become all those lovely designs hanging over the blackboard were made she says by little fingers is it possible 
said Amy. What fascinating work it must be to teach little children how to do all those things. Do you think so? laughed the other. I'm afraid I should never be able to do it. I should have to be taught myself first, and that seems impossible. Look, what is she making now? I don't know what it is going to be, but I can do what she has just done, said Amy, seizing a fresh bit of paper and working with speed and skill. Lo, it proved to be a boat. Her own finished, she gave help to her neighbor, then to a lady in front of her, and finally, right and left from all around the table, they reached forward their papers in various stages of unrepair, and begged assistance. "'You are so skillful,' said one and another, admiringly. And Amy, bright, pleased to be of avail, and to exhibit a gift that was prized, smiled and bowed and worked with a will, eager and happy." The young lady in buff is very skillful with her fingers. She should join the class, said in tones of admiring approval the sweet voice and foreign accent of the teacher. And Amy blushed and laughed as all eyes were thus turned upon her. As for James Ward, he admired her exceedingly. He liked to see her shine, to have her discover to others how bright and quick and altogether admirable she was. As for Amy, she had never been so pleased with anything in her life, and I will not deny to you that her pleasure was greatly increased because she was presently called upon to extricate James Ward from a maze of confusion into which he fell in attempting to manipulate the bright papers. She blushed and laughed a great deal, but worked deftly at the same time and quickly constructed for him a little boat. I don't see how you do it exclaimed she with a serious face and laughing eyes, watching the fingers half enviously. I can't do anything with the little wretches. I think it is a great deal worse than Merivale. Oh, are you a CLSC? asked Amy, looking at her with a new interest, as one with whom she had several ideas in common. Oh, yes, I am in my second year. Are you a member? Whereupon Amy gave proud assent, and held her pretty head high, and made boats, stars, and birds' nest with astonishing celerity, and felt literary and happy. "'You ought to join the class,' the new friend said, watching the swift-moving fingers. "'They make lovely things, ever so many of them. I don't belong to the regular class, because I am so unskillful it isn't worth while. But I come in occasionally to see what is going on, and secure ideas that I can adapt to the Sabbath teaching of the little ones. I'm a primary teacher. That is my forte, if I have one. Are you also?' "'Oh, no,' said Amy quickly, and the flush on her face deepened. The idea of her being a teacher of any kind was embarrassing. "'I should think you ought to be. I am sure you are talented in that direction. It is such a fascinating work.' The little ones are so bright, and catch real deep, solid thoughts so quickly. My children are pretty good theologians, though they never heard that word in their lives, I presume. I think they could talk about all the essential doctrines of the church in a way that would be plain to others. "'Do you try to teach such things to little children?' asked Amy, much astonished, and wondering greatly what her new friend would say if she could know how impossible it would be for her to pass examination on theological doctrines. 
I shouldn't think they would be able to comprehend such puzzling subjects. Oh, indeed, they have much better capabilities than is generally supposed. If they hadn't, do you suppose they could do all these puzzling things that I find so difficult to see into? Yesterday Mrs. Bolte taught us the use of the cubes, and explained to us how skillful the little people were with the different forms in which the blocks can be arranged. I thought then that at least a kindergarten teacher would find no difficulty in understanding how readily little children grasp large subjects, if they are only presented to them in a childlike way. I get ever so much help here for my Sunday work. Not that I can bring the toys into the Sunday school, of course, but I am constantly saying to myself, yes, that idea could be worked out on the blackboard in a sort of picture, and it would illustrate such a thing. You ought to study this subject. I can't help fancying you would make a grand primary teacher. Are you interested in little children? I don't know, said Amy thoughtfully. I have no little brothers and sisters, and I don't often come in contact with little people. Still, when I do, I enjoy them ever so much, and I'm always stopping on the street to kiss the sweet babies and cunning toddlers whom I meet. Yes, I think on the whole I must be interested in children. I know you are, and I'm sure you would be just fascinated with a primary class. We get such good help here in that direction. Last year Mrs. Seymour gave receptions every other day for our benefit, and we learned ever so many things. Did you come to take up any special line of study this year? I came for fun, said Amy, with a sudden sparkle in her eyes. A large party from our circle was coming, and I could come as well as not, so I did. I have never been here before. Oh, then you are just the one to take up the kindergarten and primary work. I'm sure you will like to study in that line. It is a great deal more profitable to settle on a certain line of work to carry out here, and when once it is settled, you will be surprised to see how many lectures and talks and the like that are not on the subject you have chosen, can still be made helpful in that direction. Look at this obstinate paper of mine. It will not bend in the right way. You have given it a wrong twist on that last fold, laughed Amy, and she reached forward nimble fingers and righted it. All this talk had not flowed on uninterruptedly, but had come in bits between the paper foldings and the words of the leader. During another pause in the sort of familiar lecture on kindergarten work in general that was being given from the platform, Amy's new acquaintance found opportunity to say, There is one thing that makes my work among the children fascinating and hopeful. They are so fresh and innocent, so childlike in their ways of dealing with truths. They find it so easy to trust, so natural a thing to pray." When they are taught that they may pray to Jesus about everything, they seem able to realize that it means just exactly that. Their faith is beautiful. I have a great many earnest little Christians in my class. I confidently expect to see them strong men and women in the church, if they live. Don't you like to work where you can see results? Pretty little Amy laughed, not lightly. If it were not a strange use of language, I might almost say she laughed gravely. To be talked to about working anywhere impressed her as a singular, almost an amusing, and yet withal a startling thought. She glanced over at James Ward. He was giving attention just then to what a new acquaintance was saying, 
and his face was grave, thoughtful. Amy could see that he knew how to be in earnest. There flashed over her an impression that one of these days this young man would know how to work in many ways, and there came to her a wistful feeling that she would like to be numbered among the workers. "'Don't you think little bits of people can be Christians?' questioned the young lady, watching the shadow of thought grow on Amy's face and mistaking the cause. "'Oh, I don't know. I am not a proper person to judge. The truth is, I don't quite know what you are talking about. You see, I am not a Christian myself.' By this time there was the little bustle of breaking up going on all over the room. The two hours' lesson was concluded. There was little time for further conversation." yet she with a serious face and eyes that had now grown gravely tender had a last word to say oh i am sorry to hear that you have a very important question to settle first then won't you give it immediate thought and then consecrate yourself to the work of teaching little children i cannot help thinking that you have a marvellous talent undeveloped in that direction she smiled brightly held out her hand and grasped the others cordially then mingled with the crowd. And Amy, feeling a strange new sensation of companionship, looked after her wistfully. Very few of the people who could have helped her had ever cultivated Amy. She turned toward the platform now, listening with eagerness to the after-meeting chat that was being enjoyed, wherein choice bits of kindergarten knowledge were being scattered. The leader recognized the pretty face as belonging to the skillful fingers, and turned toward her. The child should be a teacher, she said kindly, should fit herself for service. The good God has given her a talent that she ought to cultivate. This time Amy had much ado to keep back a rush of tears. There was something strangely sweet and tender to her in this being singled out as one who should occupy a place in the world of workers. There had been times in her life when this fair butterfly felt in her secret heart a touch of sorrow that she should be always and only reckoned among the butterflies. She went home across the fields. It was well that all the morning dew had dried away, for she was reckless as to her fresh muslin, and let it trail over the long grass, her hands full of bright-colored papers, her face full of pleasure, and her voice so triumphant as she told her story of acquired knowledge at the dinner-table, that the lady of the house, at the head of the table, and the housekeeper at the foot, exchanged significant glances, the one saying almost as plainly as words could have done, is it possible that she is at last interested in something besides her ribbons and laces? And the other a sort of half-triumphant, I told you so. But neither of them knew, nor did Amy for that matter, how the serious-faced girl went home thinking about the bright new face and deft fingers, and coveted that soul to shine as a jewel in her crown. End of chapter 20